Hello and welcome to Extra Innings from the Ballpark. My co-host Denise and I just had a chance to sit down with our center director, Professor Peter Trubowitz, who gave us his insights on what to watch for tomorrow's elections. Let's see what he had to say. No, I, I think the, the polls that matter are the state polls right now. And, I mean, the national horse race is important. You watch that and so forth. But it's really what's happening in the key battleground states and whether he's, he's closing in a state like Michigan or Pennsylvania, which he's going to need to be able to beat her. And I don't think he really is. So doesn't seem it right now. It, you know, he's gotten a little bit of traction. Um, you know, a lot of people have made a big deal about the fact that she and all of the Clinton surrogates have been in Michigan over the last several days, as if to suggest that the support is softening there. But I think another interpretation of that is Michigan is one of the few states that doesn't um, allow early voting. So Pennsylvania is another one. So these are states where her field operation really has to work on the day that, you know, on they can't use it uh, beforehand to get people to go to the polls. So I think part of it is just to ensure that, in fact, the folks that are supposed to show up are not complacent and actually do show up. In addition to Michigan and... Uh what were the other ones that Pennsylvania. you mentioned? Pennsylvania. What other states are you watching on Tuesday night? Uh, well, I think, so what you want to watch is, uh, so the reason that Michigan and Pennsylvania are important states to watch is if there's a, a wave of kind of angry white men, you know, like pro- protesting and that the numbers are larger than what the polls are showing right now, it's going to be reflected in those states, um, Ohio being another one. If um, the Latino vote is as strong as people are now predicting on the basis of what we've seen in the early voting in Nevada and now in, in Florida, it should show early in Florida. And I think if Trump can't hold Florida, it's just when you start to do the numbers on the electoral votes, it's very hard to see how he would win the election. She can win without Florida. A lot easier to win with Florida. But she could – you can see how she could win without. For him, you know, you got to make up, what, 29 electoral votes. And so the question is, where do you get those? Um, and uh, – so, you know, you would expect him to hold most of the states that Romney won, most of them, um, North Carolina being kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe not. But um, uh, so I think that's a really important state for him, and, and I think Ohio is too. So Well, that's, I was just going to ask about Ohio because that's one that no Republican has won the White House without. Right. Now— what, and Ohio has been one of the swingiest of the swing states historically, but it's not looking as swingy this year. Is that right? Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's interesting because about a month ago, Clinton pulled her ad, uh, her advertisements there. And usually what that's a sign of is either you think it's in the bag or you think actually you're going to lose the state. And the betting was she, they had concluded that they were going to lose the state. 
and therefore you don't invest money there. You invest it somewhere else where you're going to get a better, more bang out of your out of your dollar. Um, but that, then she went back in, um, you know, more recently, and so I think it's 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 tightened. But I think what the polls, the state polls, are showing is that he's got the edge by a few percentage points. Um, I did notice yesterday that Kasich, the governor of Ohio, ran an ad um, basically telling people that they shouldn't vote for Trump, mm -hmm. which is really something. Yeah. Um, he wrote in John McCain, right, in his vote? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, but, you know, I mean, the ad is... I, I just read the text. I haven't actually seen the ad, but the text is pretty hard-hitting. Um, you know, that if you vote for Trump, uh, you could be you could be next, meaning you could be like the next group Whoa. that is singled <laughs> out, which is pretty intense stuff. So, um, The last state I have a question for yeah. you about is Nevada, yeah. because that's also important for the Senate. Right. Um, what have you seen happening over there? Uh, well, I mean, I'm just following news reports like everybody else, but it appears that uh, the Latino vote is really strong in that state. And you just have to assume that it is overwhelmingly um, going for Clinton. Um, and, in fact, some of the, you know, people, Nevada watchers are already calling the state for, for Clinton um, on the basis of the, um, the early voting. Um, in uh, in the state, so um, which is you know that's a that's another problem state for uh, for Trump. I mean that would be a state that would help him get to 270 for sure. And I think early on they thought they were going to be able to kind of peel that state off. Um, where he has shown a lot of strength recently is Iowa, but Iowa doesn't have that many electoral votes, so it only does him so much. You know, he's just, in general, he's polling stronger, better in a lot of uh, states where you have a disproportionately large white population, you know. I think one thing that's interesting about that is one of the things I'm looking for, you know, I will be looking for tomorrow. We'll only get so much information early on from the exit polls. They'll tell us about kind of turnout, but they won't really tell us. I mean, if, if the past is any guide, they're not going to give us breakdowns on the vote because they'll be providing too much information about the outcome. But they'll tell us something about turnout. And I think one thing to be looking for is what the turnout is among um, college-educated white voters and whether yeah. they have decided to sit it out or not um, because they're very frustrated um, with, uh, you know, many of them with Trump. Uh, they don't want to vote for him, but they don't want to vote for Clinton, and they're, like, torn. Um, and, and she has a pretty substantial lead with them, which is a first for a Democratic candidate. So the first, if, she, if she holds on to um, the majority of that vote, which she has right now, it'll be the first time since 1952 that a Democrat has won a, a majority of uh, kind of white-collar voters, white you know, uh, college-educated voters. So, so a lot of things that are happening, you know, I mean, in the electorate right now, which, you know, could matter a lot four years from now, eight years from now, that kind of old allegiances are breaking down or being challenged at any rate. Uh, clearly, we see this with blue-collar 
uh, you know, non-college educated white voters who, you know, historically were in the tank for a Democratic uh, uh, candidate, uh, but have not been for some time, but they have not kind of aligned uh, strongly behind um, Republicans. I mean, there have been some exceptions. They, you know, Reagan was able to pick up some support, but they really haven't been lined up, but they look like they're lined up. I mean, we'll find out, but they look like they're lined up pretty hard behind uh, Trump. And I think one question is, even if he loses, whether or not the Republicans can hold on to that. And you're seeing, you know, kind of white um, college-educated voters kind of in uh, in play in a way that they have not been in the past, as your, your previous question suggests. Um, and, you know, this may be... Um, this may be the election where we finally see the Latino vote really show itself um, in a way that significantly affects the outcome. Um, and as I was told, or I had a question this morning, someone, uh, when I was on CNBC, uh, one of the questions had to do with Asian American voters. So apparently, like, Clinton is running ele uh, 11 ads in 11 different, like, uh, languages from the region. Um, and uh, I, I hadn't heard that, um, but in a way I'm not surprised because this election has also put them in play um, for the Democrats in a way that has not been true in, in previous elections. So, um, so there's a lot of stuff happening. And that's just the presidential race. I mean, in the Senate, it's like, you know, who knows? I mean, you could have <laughs> – there's seven seats that are competitive right now. And – you could go from the Republicans maintaining basically the vote, the the margin they have right now, to if those seven seats switch hands, you know, to uh, obviously Democratic, uh, democratically controlled Senate, but with a you know a fairly significant margin if Clinton ends up being the president. So that having like a one of the chambers that she could work with, which would matter, you know, maybe not on. On, on on some issues that have to do with spending, but would matter a whole lot on treaty ratification and especially on Supreme Court uh, nominees. And those seven states are uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, New Hampshire, Nevada. Keep going. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look them up. Yeah, we'll add it in. Right. So um, I think Florida's in play. Yeah. Right. Mark so he's... Um, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, I think you didn't mention, right? Um, Some people New said and New Hampshire, yeah. New Hampshire too, yeah. right? Yeah, Kelly right? Yeah, and you voted, right? I voted. I voted weeks ago. I Same sent my here. my Same my ballot. You guys did, too. yeah. No, yeah. you got you got to do it. I got my photo of me putting the ballot. Here. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks a lot. This is great. You guys do a wonderful job. Everybody. A big thank you to Peter Trubowitz, who sat down to talk to us. Let's see if his predictions come true. Thanks for listening. Get out and vote.